0: I was about to uh, <coughs> jump in and get you to rate it, Nick, but uh, what was that? I, I was going to get you to rate it. We won't do that to you. But um, ladies and gents, from wherever you are joining us, <coughs> India, uh, Mongolia, Australia, uh, got a few Canadians, English, welcome to Up and About podcast. Uh, Nikki, Jay and uh, Shano, welcome boys. Uh, Nick, mate, well fed. Um, You look good, man. You look fresh. You look showered. Are you good?
1: Living Nathan. Good evening. Shane coming to you live from AFL Central. Who would have thought that? Amazing. I do feel refreshed. Beautiful winter's day. And uh, here we go. We're at the, are we a third of the way through the season? Is that where Uh we're at?
0: Give or take. I was never a mathematician, Sorry. but uh, yeah, who knows. But um, Shano, welcome, mate. A lot to touch on today, brother. You feeling good? You look fantastic.
2: I Yeah, I feel great. Just had a, a scorching hot shower. I'm a little bit uh, a little bit peached around the cheeks, but uh, I'm ready to go. Can't wait for tonight. Uh, there's a lot to touch on. There's potentially 100 games coming up in the next eight weeks, according to our Lord and Saviour, King Gill. So um, we might have to do this daily. I don't know, guys. Just check your schedules, but open it up. Be ready. This is happening. The train's coming. Coot, coot.
0: <laughs> you heard it. You, you heard it first, ladies and gentlemen. Daily, daily, daily podcast. But um, you touched on it, mate. Let's let's just uh, open it up straight away. We had the long bomb coming in tonight about the state of the game AFL. Um, I don't think in my memory, anyway, there's ever been. Um, you know, any any kind of uh, environment um, as we have today. We've got scores that are just uh, very rarely touching on triple figures. We've got matches that are deplorable and they're the coach's words. Um, we've got no certainty from anywhere, but we've also got one of the most even competitions uh, that I've seen in some time, which is what the AFL has been striving for, for, uh, for many years. So uh, Shane, let's open it up, mate. There's a lot to touch on the state of the game. AFL today, mate. Uh, are you loving it? What parts are you loving? Are, are you uh, despising it? Uh, and I guess I'll throw a little uh, sneaky one here. How is it faring against the ongoing battle against the NRL, Shane? The floor is yours.
2: Thanks. Thanks, Barno. This is it's it's a very interesting subject. Uh, I I had the misfortune of um, well, I actually had the fortune of watching um, St Kilda and Freo and had to leave at quarter time because I had to, uh, another social outing. <laughs> so,
1: so did 22 St Kilda players, but continue.
2: <laughs> oh, keep on ooh, punching, ooh. Cool. Like That
1: that, yep. that could be the new segment. Sorry, <laughs> Shane.
2: <laughs> All right, we can turn it off for tonight. See you next week. Goodbye, um, But then I also went to Sunday's game, which I, I did listen. I read about the, uh, the, the two-in-your-frame between the coaches. That was the worst live event I've ever been to. Just, I'm, not, I'm not talking sport, I'm not talking entertainment. I saw Speed 2 at the cinema, down there at Logan Home. That was... <laughs> what, a, what a flick. But I'm putting it I'm putting it just above that game. It was just I had a great vantage point to how, how the Swans were setting up, how the Tigers were playing. It was wet. That's, that's no excuse. There's, there's been some excellent wet games over the years. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, You've got one as well, Nico, that you could uh, you could throw in and say with you, Nathan. But um, look, we, we can't we can't have games like that. That was when we arrived. It was all oh the tides. This is their first game in front of a crowd since the twenty nineteen Grand Final. the The first five minutes was reasonable. The rest was just diabolical. We can't we can't sell that. That is a product that is absolutely it's it's worse than anything I've ever seen. So. Uh, that can't be the standard. And whatever we need to do, I don't like rule changes, but there has to be some sort of incentive or disincentives for all these clubs to play in a certain way because you'd have to be a, a masochist to go there and, and embrace that. It was just, just awful.
0: Well, I think it comes down, it's a very tricky, slippery slope, rather, if you start trying to tell coaches how to coach. Um, I think it's based on merit in the sense that, uh, you know, if they keep delivering performance like that, then they're not going to keep the job. For uh, you know, I know I know he's had a lot of success, but shit, gee, gee whiz. But um, I think it comes down to you know the intent with the football as well. There's, there's the idea of direct football, straight down the guards, get your key forwards going up, taking mark, mark, sorry, taking the game on. We saw it from Carlton uh, who. Gave us one of the performances of the round, I thought. But um, Nick, what, what's your take on the AFL today, mate? You're a, you're a passionate uh, AFL supporter, always have been. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, are, are these great days? Are they bad days? Is, is there good in the bad? Is there bad in the good? How are you seeing it?
1: It's definitely, I know we're discussing it. It's definitely a discussion point. But I, and I'm very passionate about this. It's, it, is, it is pretty ordinary at the, at the moment. You, you can't lie that. The amount of times you look down at your phone during a game of footy. There hasn't been any games this year that I've been a hundred percent focused, maybe round one pre the full pandemic of COVID when the the, the the pies were playing against the doggies. But I think the alternative product is is so ordinary. Um, and I'm not saying that to, to 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 wave the red flag at the at the bull that is rubber league, but it's just as a purist it doesn't take skill or brain and that's where our game has hung its hat on it takes skill and brain and at the moment coaches are stifling that brain coaches are stifling the natural abilities and talents and we saw no doubt we'll talk about him later on young Isaac Rankin from the Gold Coast Suns who he just went out and played footy but how many weeks is that gonna wash over until Stewie Jew just tells him these are the three things you can do and and for God's sake, don't do anything else. Um, that's that's the fear. That's the, that's the fear. But you know, Shane's Shane's right with that Richmond Sydney game. It was where where could you look? I guess the exciting thing with all these clubs coming up here and playing, we're going to see a lot more football being played. A chance to to get in and and watch, but is a coach going to have the courage to say, rightio, let's just stick two big blokes inside forward 50, park them there, let their opponents run off, and have someone who can break a line, just just get the footy in, kick it kick it 55, 60 metres and get it in, which is going to make defensive structures set that little bit further back. But it's happening at local footy, boys. That's the reality. So local footy has great structure. And it's a miniature version. But I still think that local footy's is a better product to watch because it's not as polished as that. So you're still seeing the big blokes taking plucks and things. So it's a difficult question. We don't want to be talking the game down. But it's, it is being talked down a lot,
0: isn't it? I don't really know where to go with this, mate, to be honest. There's a lot of teams that we touched on it earlier. They're just it, it appears they're not they're not playing with any free will there's a lot more is it wrong of me to say that there seems to be with the new generation coming through outside of a handful of players their intent and aggression at the football it just seems to be a little bit diluted than previous generations coming through so all of a sudden you've got players that aren't running through the ball and picking the ball up um you've got You've got a lottery with with the bloody tackles and holding the ball. No one knows what that what what's happening with that. You've got teams that that aren't taking the game on, um, and then like to have a standout performance by Carlton of all teams and credit to him, Um, you know, is this what we're going to see for the rest of the season? And is it just because of the shortened quarters? I don't think that's a good enough excuse. Shane, um, do you see this? Opening up to a to a more enjoyable brand of direct football, um, you know, in the back half of the season.
2: I can't see it. I can't see. It. I don't want to be the negative, Nelly. I love. I love the game. And that's why. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm on the show and I'm I'm communicating about it because I, I care. But I I would imagine if you were to talk to someone, say, um, maybe Nick Rewalt would be a perfect example. Who came into the system um, pretty early on in the 2000s. Um, it was a fairly freewheeling um, fun attacking style of football during that era in, in the late 90s. It'd be interesting to talk to someone like that and say, all right, during your training sessions when you first came on board, how much time were you spending on attack versus defense? And then compare that to to the end where it was all, it was all focused on the 18 man zone and the structure and essentially parking the bus soccer style. Um, that's that's where we've got to now, uh, where where the, everyone sets up behind uh, the footy and, and just... Protects protects the scoreline, so I, I can't. I'd, I'd love to see it open up, uh, but the the current player now is indoctrinated with a focus on structure. Um, there's such a focus on protecting the head that you can't attack a contest like you you once did. The you know the Craig Bradley tap down from Harry Madden, him rolling through at a million miles an hour, get the ball, kick it long. They're at risk of it's it's a risky play now because if they a millisecond behind the football, and they shoulder to a head. That's three or four weeks. So, the game and the contest has absolutely been sanitised. Concussion, absolutely. That's a, it's, a, it's a very important point which no one's really figured out yet. But um, that attacking brand at that pill of two men, fit men, going at it at a hundred miles an hour. It's it's not that game anymore. So, is that? Is that good in terms of the, the the medical welfare of our of our athletes? Probably. Is it affecting the the game and the, and the quality of it and the, the excitement of it? No doubt.
0: Fair enough, uh, Nick, mate. If you had to pick uh, your top three teams, you get to pick three. Shane, I'll come to you in a second. That are going to take out the uh, actually scratch altogether. Let's just go two. Who's making the grand final? Make it nice and easy.
1: Geez, it'd be. That's an easy, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good question, Nathan. Um, How long is the piece of string that's in the back room in the back closet behind your last uh, three T-shirts in the corner of your cupboard? I mean, that's like, how can you answer that question? Two and a half metres. I'll change it to who are the two teams who are looking like playing the type of football that you'd want to watch when you open your first beer at 8am on a Saturday near the end of the year whether it be october september i'm talking grand final day i would it's say not much, Nico. <laughs> well no I'll I'll, I'll I'll be honest if if you had to put two teams in at the moment i've got i've got brisbane and collingwood i bluffed you last week by tipping Hawthorne to beat the pies but i think collingwood's best and brisbane's best is the two best uh sides brisbane did lose on the weekend They'll be travelling too much now with everyone coming up here, so they won't have to worry about uh, playing Geelong and Sydney. Uh, And and Collingwood's best. Like We've got players to come back. I think it's those two. But as far as watchability, I still think the Suns are very attractive to watch. Uh, And Essendon are perhaps just the sleeping giants with the game in hand sitting in the top four. They're just going about their business. No one's ranting and raving about them. So, yeah, what do you think, Shane? Who are your two? Uh,
2: my two are the uh, the West Coast Eagles. They'll go back, and um, everyone's talking about the the ten Victorian teams coming to Queensland, but uh, they'll be heading to the WA hub, and um, at three and three, uh, they're going to go go back and get a, a very solid stint at home. So I think that'll be important for them. Uh, and either, I can't split between uh, between your boys and GWS, Nico. Um, I just think that preliminary final last year. I know that the, the Giants had a bit of a blip on the weekend, but their best footy this year has also been, um, been pretty good. But uh, watchability, Blues, Suns, Dockers. Saints.
1: Isn't that funny? Watchability. Watchability. Who would have thought we'd be saying the Blues and the Suns? Carlton were the only team to kick three figures yep. on the weekend.
0: Absolutely.
1: Uh, it goes to say a lot about youth and freedom. Just don't mm-hmm. stif- don't stifle it. Let them keep going. I know Stuart Ju signed today with the Suns. Um, don't now try and clamp down on this year and try and do something weird. Just keep going. Just keep keep letting them play. Agreed, Nico.
0: Amen. Uh, gents. I reckon we've already seen the grand final. It will be a replay for the grand final, which brings us into our first match. Geelong and Brisbane Lions will play it off in the grand final, but uh, they were the first game um, in the round that was and Geelong get the chocolates. I think Brisbane Lions, a little bit underwhelming, a little bit has been said about the boys, um, but I think they'll bounce back uh, very hard this week. But yeah, um, Shane, look, Geelong, uh, they're, they're a tricky side to kind of pen down. Obviously, a lot of talk about the ageing roster. Um, Dangerfield, not that old, obviously. But look, I still reckon the shortened quarters, if Geelong are going to win a premiership, it's got to be this year. Surely everything goes in their favour. But, um, mate, good win from Geelong. And I think this could be the loss that Brisbane needed.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's its early in the season to say that. They, they've travelled twice and they've lost twice. So... I know uh, they'll be very excited about Palaszczuk and, and all the, the talk up here about a Gabba Grand Final. I'll tell you what. Oof. The AFL would prefer to play in front of 3,000 seagulls at the MCG before they play at the Gabba. So let's just put that to bed. 40,000 people in an absolutely... Can you get Wi-Fi at the Gabba yet? Is wifi,
1: can you get Wi-Fi at the Gabba yet? Or is it because <laughs> the concrete pylons is too, too thick? Yeah.
0: You can get uh seventeen dollars for a uh, hot dog and a beer, which is fantastic. all yeah.
2: right oh, yeah, what a place.
1: So um there won't be, there won't be a grand final at the Gabba. I can tell you right now, they'll be they'll build a ground at Edward Lakes Golf Club before they play a grand final at the Gabba.
2: <laughs> Good call. But yeah, the the cats were the cats were solid. Their their second and third quarters in particular, they were they were ravenous. They were intense. Uh their their prime movers were up and about. Um Gary didn't play that well, but the speedsters like uh, like Rowan, for example, were were just prolific. Um, uh, Hawkins um, smashed Andrews. He, he played a, a terrific match. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that they well they haven't had a flawless start to the year. Um, the Lions have played a couple of good games. They beat Adelaide, but uh, the Cats are solid, and we know how robust and, and you know similar to I guess, maybe not using Hawthorne, but They've been around each other a long time. They're going to travel. They're, they're pretty resilient. So, um, yeah, they're one to look for. And they should be the way it looks at the moment in the top, top four to six. They're, they're playing good footy.
0: Nick, um, where, where do you put Geelong at the moment, mate? Shane's touched on a few points there. Do you agree with uh, his sentiment or do you think they're, uh, they're going to slide out?
1: I rate Geelong very highly. And um, you might remember many conversations we had when you were back in, uh, in the Queensland, as in the Queen's homeland, Clever. on the other side of the world. You like that? I like it, uh, yeah. yeah. Is- <laughs> um, I, 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 I rate, to, like, on, on paper, they're, they're, they're one of the best lists. I know it's ageing. What does that ageing look like with the shortened quarters and things? But their third quarter was the best quarter of football for the year. Uh, seven goals mm-hmm. to seven goals to zip. That's what won him the game. Yeah. Um, it was an outstanding quarter of footy. And Shane, you said the great Gaz wasn't too flash. I thought Gaz was very good at 35 years of age. He doesn't need to be getting bulk touches, it's what he does when he gets it and just the presence, just his presence, the little master. Um, but the Cats were very good. Brisbane just looked off, didn't they? Um, and it was yeah even even it was brewing that third quarter was brewing it just felt like something was going to happen and then it just went bang um good to see menegola amongst it again um and i I think that yeah i I like your call there nathan about the cats going to be there at the pointy end um but we're a third of the way through it who knows how many games you'll be playing back to back and and what will be happening with the next hundred as shane said so uh, exciting still for Brisbane where they're at, but the two losses on the road would be a concern.
0: Big concern, but a lot of footy to be played uh in Queensland coming uh, coming forward. So depends where the finals are gonna be played, obviously. But Ablett got destroyed by the uh by the commentators on uh, old seven mate there. Um I'm with you, Nico. I thought he uh, I thought he did great personally. But um
1: that's he's 30, fine. He's thirty five. You gotta give these thirty fives a chance. <laughs>
0: What a great age, eh? Great age,
1: Hey Davidson.
0: Mate, let's move on to your boys. You strategically tipped against them, and that obviously put a fire up their ass because they got the job done against uh, a, a lacklustre Horson outfit. Who I don't know which way to uh, um, go with Horson, but Colin getting the points. Nick, um, you know, again, a lot to touch on with Collingwood. They're not, they're not uh, firing, but they're doing enough, which is all you need to do.
1: Yeah, and and Collingwood did just enough. Hawthorne were very ordinary. Collingwood were very good early. And then it's been the story of Collingwood's season in terms of really big starts and then not doing much. So five goals in the first term and then three for the rest of the match. Was it Hawthorne's lowest score under Clarkson? Uh, Three goals, nine, 27. You know, just a lot of commentary around women's scoring with the women's game. And low scores. These scores are replicating women's footy, and um, that's. I know we touched on it with a lot of negativity at the top, but uh, it's low scoring doesn't necessarily mean poor football, uh, but it has been. And when you saw Collingwood break the shackles in that first term, you thought, "Jesus, could be good if they keep playing that." And then it's just something happens. Whether they get told, "RADIO, we've had the fast start." let's just pull back a couple of gears. If that's what's being said, please stop. Let them keep going. It's shortened quarters. I know that Bucks has called today for an extra two blokes to sit on the bench as far as uh, how that'll look with the shortened uh, turnarounds. Is that going to improve scoring? Something needs to be done because you can't come out of the blocks like that and then just stop. And I know that uh, Shane's team absolutely did that. We'll get to that a little later. But, uh, you know, for the Pies... Uh, I thought my man, Big Brodie Mychech, he shows that you can still be a big power forward and touch the ball minimal, uh, but do lots with it. So I think he only had five touches and kick four sec- uh four four goals. Yeah, five touches, four goals, magnificent. That's like the old days so when Plug used to kick bag Shane. Plug would only touch the ball as many times as he kicked goals. That's all you need to do. That's what you're in the side to do. So yep. it's not about not your Adam Trelaw touches. I just don't. Like the old dicky, quick, quick, quick. The Brad Scott brothers, uh, the Brad Scott brothers, the Scott brothers made uh, made names themselves by doing that dicky little handball around the back. And um, yeah, laws one of those. So the Pies take the four points. Hawthorne looked ordinary. And then as the media does, people are saying, is Clarkson past it? When Hawthorne beat Richmond a few weeks ago, we're saying, Clarkson, he's a master. Give him another 10 years. So We'll be talking next week about this is the best football's ever been. How good are the shortened quarters? How good are the hubs? How good's the low scoring? It's just fickle.
0: Yeah, I agree, mate. I um, just wanted to ask you just quickly, um, is there anything to Collingwood's quick start out the gate and then just a little the little die-off Um after halfway through the second, is is there anything there to be worried about, concerned about, or um, just a little bit of a beat up?
1: Well, I think you know, as I, as I said, something's going on. Is it the coaches at quarter time saying, "Now let's hold, let's slow it down, let's re-, like"? There's nothing that's noticeable to the eye when you're watching. It does look like the opposition start to to peg it back, but yeah, it, as I said, it is it is a concern because you want to just keep playing as far as whether you're back for the side or not. If they start with that fashion of football and it's attractive to watch, keep going with it. You can't expect it to stay for four quarters, but one quarter. That's just odd, isn't it? One. It was one good quarter of football that won Collingwood the game. Shows you how bad Hawthorne was. One goal,
0: one goal, no goals, one goal. Ugh. Yucky. <laughs> Yucky's definitely the word. Uh, Shana, let's bring you into the conversation. Talk about your boys, mate. Um, the unlosable game you lost. Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, look. I think I should have mentioned three as part of that, that mix of the potential grand finalists. they were, they were excellent. But um, uh, yeah. You know, kind of quickly touch on the the previous point. Just uh, Nico, around the the cotton wall effect. Um, it's it's a very interesting one. Of a, uh, I've got a couple of mates who are long term punters, and they they like to put, you know, they're, they're hard earned on uh James certain performance and. The NBA, absolutely, um, if they're dominating, they will ice their best players. Very early on, they will ice the, uh, put LeBron on. Cotton ball, absolutely, they played it in two day time. I absolutely see that happening with uh, a of performance like that from Friday night. They were they were on top, uh, the Hawks had kicker kicked a two goals, two up until three quarter time. They ended up kicking three goals, nine. It was uh, just an awful game, but if, if they are looking at the sustained effort and the the higher regularity of games, I think that's going to become more commonplace. That there there will be <laughs> there will be uh, more and more of that. So, um, but anyway, yeah, Saints. So oh, yeah, yeah. So it was it was excellent. It was like a suburban um, outing.
1: Can I, can yeah. I interview you? Shane? What, can what, I, Nick? Can I interview you about this game because no, Well. Well, we did discuss this that you were going to get, uh, attend the Metricon Stadium, and we did discuss the fact that there could be a invasion. Mm. Did you?
2: No, no. We're on the on the second tier, uh, so it would have been difficult to. Well, you shouldn't be with us because if I
1: barrack for St Kilda and I was sitting on the second tier of Metricon Stadium, yeah, I would be, be getting hosed off the uh, off the seats below me.
2: I offered to drive the car <laughs> home. Um, and that was quickly denied by the people I was with at the time uh, because they thought I might use it as a weapon, and there was only maybe three or four uh, purple-ridden supporters amongst the uh, the very small crowd down there at Metricon, but I had one in my uh, in my sights, and, um, yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a tough outing. Um, but, look, uh, I, I, the fact we can put a quarter like that and then come home strong, kick three goals in a couple of minutes late in the, the fourth quarter, Difficult to understand what happens. I've got a fair feeling that um you, you might need to put a little bit of energy into a, a guy like Michael Walters, who's I don't know if anyone realized, but he's an absolute star of the game. He just ran rampant second, third, most of the fourth quarter. It, it, it's if there, I know there's a lot of people in the box and they, they couldn't see that. I find that fascinating ended up with 26 touches and if he doesn't get three brown votes i'll be extraordinarily surprised so yeah but he's,
1: he's he's what they do shane they go oh he's he's, he's it's it's outside run it's outside run walters but yeah. yeah they get the ball out to him and then he just he just pinpoints blokes and i thought five going forward probably carrying the hammy because you don't come back from a hammy on that turn around 10 days or whatever it was yeah um but it's if St Kilda were playing against a, a Ross, I've said this a lot. It's like a broken record. A Ross line coach, Fremantle. The game is over at quarter time because mm-hmm. Ross then goes, "We're going to lose by five or six goals." Yeah, and flock this down. Goal. So, so from the Fremantle point of view, you've got to be absolutely wrapped that you got Justin Longmuir in charge of your footy club because they dared to dream. He he remained positive throughout. Uh, they tried different things. He actually coached. He moved some magnets around. He. Mm-hmm. He, you know, five up forward, as I said. Um, and they're playing okay. They, they, they really are. So, disappointing for you, Shane, but you'll get to see the Saints play a couple more times given the fact they're not heading back to Moorabbin, one of the uh, epicenters of the COVID-19 Drew, situation. Drew, Drew. Yes, yeah. I think that'll do in that game, Ethan, because we don't want Shane to leave the, uh,
2: leave the realm. He's You've got the Stanley knife with me, but it's okay. <laughs>
0: I I did see him just uh, go to get up. So we're moving on quickly, boys. Uh, West Coast getting it done over Adelaide Crows. There's not a lot that we haven't said about Adelaide. They're in all sorts. But um, West Coast just starting to kick into gear a little bit. I'm still not sold on them. I think they'll come home strong. That being said, I'll immediately retract my statement. But um, Nick, where are you putting West Coast, mate? Um, Good signs, obviously, but consistency will be the issue.
1: Shane's point about... um... West Coast going back to WA now. they finished 3-3 three and three in the hub situation, which wasn't ideal. Western Australia is a long way away, um, a long way away. So they'll get back and do great things, no doubt. But they played Adelaide. Like we said, we weren't going to discuss Adelaide on this show anymore. Um, and did I see Matthew Nix laughing in the press conference about the Nick Natanui-Rory O'Brien phone exchange? Like, yes, it was a, an unbelievable... Uh, great Telstra plug. It was well set up. <laughs> uh, but Matthew and Nick saying, oh, geez, an need standing character. And it's, uh, you know, it's fantastic for the big fella. Mate, you, you, you're at the head of one of the worst performing clubs. This is, this is harking back to the Fitzroy eras. They're, they're not competitive Adelaide. They're not competitive. So don't be laughing about phone jokes, where it's a Galaxy or a Samsung or whatever you're laughing at, Matthew, get, get in there and, uh, in the nineteen eighties, get some bricks down to training. Get him running with bricks. Get him running up hills. Get the gauntlet going. Get the circle going. Get a bloke in the middle and see if you can break out of it. Try something different that's gonna get you guys doing something, Adelaide, because you're terrible. We weren't gonna talk about them.
2: Could you could you imagine him proposing that right now to the Adelaide Crows? There would be a Royal Commission. Oh. oh my god, he's imposing physical violence on his players, their assets, their employees of the AFL. Fuck me. It's oh. He'll, he'll go back and oh, it's just... It's, be, little... it's Ben
1: Hart's... So, so I will say this. So as a first-time senior coach, Matthew Nix lost his right-hand man in Ben Hart, the senior assistant coach, who was at the centre of the... Um, uh, they were allowed on the sixth and seventh holes, but not the eighth hole controversy when they came back into the um, hibernation quarantine hub situation before the season started. Um, so he was he was the one who copped the, the suspension for that. So that would be just about up now. So he might be coming back. So don't underestimate his level-headedness and calmness that he can provide Matthew Nix. I mean, I haven't seen Matthew Nix go off as such, but um, you know that's probably one positive Adelaide can look forward to, getting some off-field support back. He, 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 unfortunately for him, he can't come and float in across half-back like he used to in the, uh, in the early 90s, but um, yeah.
2: They were firing before they camp. They were firing, Nico. Were oh. Absolutely. How was Tex Walker going before the camp? <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: Jesus. Shana, look, I'm, I'm not going to take your uh, brilliant one-liner, but, um, mate, Melbourne learning how to close out a game, which was fantastic for them, not so much for the Gold Coast Suns, uh, chalking up a loss here against Melbourne. They would have had this uh, marked as a, a a win, I think. It would have been in their budget for victories. But, um, yeah, Melbourne obviously... Uh, Getting it done over Gold Coast, Shane. Did you catch much of this one?
2: I watched heaps of it. I thought it was a was a really really exciting game um, down there at Blacktown. It was it was fun. Uh, the played well, which is always important. It, it it makes any Melbourne game look a bit more sprightly when Christian comes in and and plays a big game, and he played a, He played an absolutely pivotal role. And uh, look, Isaac, let's let's talk about him. It, I just. We just need a little bit of Isaac to be spread across the landscape right now. That that outside step or whatever it was, and then the snap across the shoulder. And I don't know. I, I pose it to you guys. I, I must unveil it on the world now. But yes. You, yes. You can only. I. I absolutely no idea how many ranking points, but I think we should. Actually oh, move. there it is. You can there maybe use is. that movie yes. for the excitement, the energy, the player from around who brings something totally sparkling and exciting and brings people back to watch the bloody footy. Uh, the, the rank, yeah, he was, what a debut. Um, he he got a little bit uh, fatigued late, but he also had some chances late to, to kick more than, more than three, was it four, three? Three. Three, but uh, could've hit five. Um, Missed miss, miss some uh,
1: set shots, Miss some set shots late, yep. Shane. You the did, yeah. Absolutely, so let's but... Let's not get too carried away. Oh, come S- on, second
2: second, second kick wasn't oh, the best. So exciting.
1: Oh, thank God. We need him. But he is, yeah, you're, you're right. He is, he is something special, but let's not stifle him because if you look at his highlights packages, he was drafted a couple of years ago. I think he was picked up number three. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yep, a couple yeah. of
1: years ago. Lacocious might have been before him and uh Carlton would have had Sammy... Sammy Welsh. Welsh. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. number one, Yeah. So, and all the talk was, oh, did Carlton get it wrong? That's what the media love to do, just to uh, let's take a story and run with it. But he was outstanding. But what, what was outstanding at this game was the fact that um, Melbourne, as you said, could, could finish off a, a game and stay and hang tough. And it was gritty, and you don't associate gritty, tough wins against the Gold Coast, but they're a good side now. So, right under the Ds for that. And the romance around uh, Harley Bernal. Who's had more chances than twenty-five Monopoly sets hidden in the back of your house? Uh, <laughs> he un- he must—he must have something, Harley Bernal, because I, like I reckon he'd even—he's he, had more chances than Collingwood players over the last twenty years. Because as a football club, Collingwood boys can stuff up, but Harley's had the injuries, he's had the drug issues, he's had the social issues. But Jeezy seems well loved by his teammates. That celebration at the end of the game was—it uh, was a little bit emotional. And, yeah, um,
2: absolutely,
1: he's sure. big mate. His big mate Stephen May, who uh, a former teammate from the Suns, was was right there in his face. And uh, no good on the Ds. They're still no good. Uh, they have scraped. They're scraped in against uh, the Gold Coast. So it was a bit like when you used to flick over to the ABC at midday. Uh, growing up in Melbourne, you flick it over to the ABC at midday on a Sunday and watch the VFA game of the day. That was pretty similar standard.
0: Fair enough, uh, mate. Are we going to um, keep a little eye on Rankin? Should we get a new segment? How do oh. you rank him? How do you how are you ranking something, Shano? Nothing. That's,
2: oh, mate, absolutely. I, I just I really hope he comes out this week and kicks at least one, and shows a bit of spark. I I, I hope that that flare just. Permeates and, and stays in that borderline because it's a bloody exciting bunch. You got um, Alex down there, <clears throat> excuse me, Alex and, and Ben King leading out. He's, he's, um, he's so, the he is extraordinary. He's been great at St
1: Kilda in a couple of years, isn't he? Oh, we're we're, we're hoping.
2: We're always hoping. Mate, they're, they're they're
0: playing they're playing Sydney, mate. He'll kick three at least, surely.
2: Well, surely. hopefully, a three of the most exciting goals, and I could just go off my rocket next week. I'm going to lose it.
0: Amen. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, Essendon, talk about exciting uh, teams. They're just, they're looking all right, I guess. And as you pointed out, Nick, they might be just under the radar a bit, but um, 67 versus North Melbourne, 53. The Kangas, uh, yeah, not very good. But um, look, Paul kicking again, but uh Tip and Woody, one of my favourite players. Um, Shane Essendon, mate, I hope they string it together and um, I'll make Joey Danaher to get the brown low. What did we say? 2023.
2: Yeah, yeah, look, uh, no one's really talking about Joey too much. and, and He's don't injured again.
1: He's injured again. And- oh, okay.
2: Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Has yeah, he, he found his place on the North Shore yet?
1: Yeah, well, uh, I think that there's some Victorian teams that are talking about him as well now. So he, he, he won't play another game for Essendon. I think we said that at the start of the Up and About podcast series. He will not play for Essendon ever again. Yep, yep. He doesn't yep. want to. I don't, I'm not sure if he's injured or if he's injured.
2: I just, yeah. Oh, indeed. Mm.
1: Under yeah, the radar, yeah. isn't, aren't they? Under the radar.
2: Uh, absolutely. And I'll just look through some of their prime movers. They've so got McGrath, who's the number one draft pick from a couple of years ago. Devin Smith, Parrish, Saad, Fantasia, um, some of their key possession winners. They're all pretty exciting attacking um, footballers, particularly Saad off that, that half-back line. Um, what, about the,
1: what about the pig, Ham? Hey, the pig, you like that?
2: <laughs> Ham. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll try Yeah. Thank you. A yeah. Um, so anyway, they're exciting. They are it'll be interesting to see when they can make up their their match. It'll be um be sloppy in, I'm sure, over the next couple of weeks. Uh but good side. Um kangaroos have gone off the boil um in a in a pretty big way. Uh just lost that that passion, that energy at the pill. So um uh,
0: well, it's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Right, well, let's move it on, boys. Uh, Shane, we'll stick with yourself, mate. You are the only one that tipped Port Adelaide getting it done over GWS Giants. Myself and Nico opting for uh, a bit of faith with GWS, and we were burnt. So, uh, Port Adelaide getting it done looked a lot better than GWS, who mm, a few questions already. Young side up in the head, anyway. Shane, well done.
2: The travel effect. Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, yeah, it went from. With quite a decent amount of research went into that that tip. So, yeah, good to see a bit of hard work uh, coming off. But, um, yeah, look, I wouldn't be too concerned. That was, it, was a, it was a pretty uh, reasonable match. And, and two, I, I think, sides who will certainly be um, battling out in the final. So, um, GWS just had that little, missing a little bit of that funk in the spark from the, the previous week. Uh, Port Adelaide, uh, you know, I think the, the match against Brisbane was a bit of a blip. So, so oh, back to their, they pretty strong, uh, pretty committed self, and and um, and play well. So, uh, are the port, are the power headed back now, Nico? Do you know? Yeah, if they've been back.
1: I think they've they've been back in Adelaide, and they're just okay. flying, they're flying back here, so they're allowed to do the in and out. What's the what's the go with Steve Caniglio? So all the talk this week on some of the great shows is about and they're highlighting his five or six horrendous um, disposals where he's just sort of. Panicked and hacked it forward, um, yeah. like a, a former coach of the main football club. Um, just hacks it forward. But he he on the AFL website he's been listed as second best. So I just I just I just I, just, I know I don't have a genuine dislike for people, but I I don't understand. You, you can highlight snippets of anyone's game and blow them up, and that's what that's what people do. But is that there must be someone coming back for, to, for, to lose his spot because, one, he's the captain of the football club. Yeah. Uh, two, he's a player. I know that they're trying him to cross half-forward. Um, but, geez, it seems to, for, for, for me, and who hasn't watched uh, a great deal of the Giants, just from seeing the highlights, as in the legitimate highlights packages, when you watch them, he's been looking okay. But the packages they put together of him against the Power on the weekend, he did look horrendous, but he's listed as second best in the paper. So, yeah.
2: He had 22 touches. He's a, a skipper. Um, I'm confused. They, they need to put time into him. He didn't play in the second half of last year. Obviously, missed the, the grand final. Um, so, so what? Like, yeah, you know, I don't know. Yeah, you know, I agree with you, Nico. It just seems like, is there someone who's going to come in for Steve Padiglio right now to say, yeah, you're a better side? No, they need to keep putting time into him. Dylan
1: Buckley. Is Dylan Buckley still on the Giants list? Could he come in and fill that role?
2: I mean, what? <laughs> it's just. Twenty two touches in a skipper, in a losing performance. It's not his fault that they lost. So yeah, whatever.
1: Haggard was Kenny. Did you see Kenny Barndog? Did you see Kenny Hinckley in the circle after the game? Oh yeah,
0: passionate, passionate, getting a few uh, old um, you know poses, tenses. Loved he's, it, mate.
1: He's a very intense man, Kenneth, and uh, he used to coach a team down uh, Ballerine, uh, or sorry, the Geelong League, uh, Bell Park Football Club. Uh, do yourself a favour, everyone, and Google. Uh, Ken Hinckley Bell Park Football Club and have a look at his impassioned three-quarter time speech. He's so direct and measured. It's fantastic. But uh, AFL Live membership, uh, fantastic Gonya Kenny. And uh he's he's one of the nice guys of the competition. You 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 like to I like his his old fashioned ways and uh yeah what right under the power and it's good to see them wearing a jumper with teal in it. Great for Koshy as
2: well, Nico. Don't forget about Koshy.
1: Is, is Koshy still co-hosting the Sunrise program with the cash cow? <laughs>
0: no, he is the cash cow.
1: But he sits beside... Is, it, is the cash cow <laughs> sit beside him?
0: Maybe we can get the cash cow on here. little sponsor. But, oh,
1: um, she, she tweets. She
0: tweets. <laughs> oh, stop it. It's a she. Oh, that makes sense. It's a cow. <laughs> yeah. It's I really beautiful. Uh, Mate, I, I put Adelaide the real deal or not?
1: Yeah, they have to be. They have to be. Like we're a third of the way through the year. They've presented themselves beautifully being away from Adelaide. They've played the one game, so they'll get a chunk of games. You know, the know, the season was compromised. It's even more compromised now knowing that we're, we're not playing any football in Victoria for the home and away season. So I guess these interstate clubs, um, I should say, actually fix that up, everyone's an interstate club because it's a national competition. Uh, but the clubs who are interstate of Victoria can now say they get a slight edge on this season. So if a Victorian team was to win this premiership, it's, it would be asterisks for sure, because it would mean more than, than anything. They're away from their families, they're away from their training facilities, they're away from their luxuries. So these clubs have done the heavy lifting early for the Victorian teams to now carry the season home interesting stuff. But, yeah, the power, they're they're going to be absolutely at the pointy end.
0: Fair enough. I hope they don't win it. But uh, let's move it on. Look, let's not say a lot about this next match. I might sum it up with this. Richmond, 4-10-34. Sydney, 3-8-26. The coach has said a lot. It's simple. Go direct. Kick straight. Kick goals. It would have looked a lot better. It was a shit game. Let's move on. Mm -hmm. Carlton, getting it done over Western Bulldogs who were – extremely disappointing. All of us picked Western Bulldogs. It was theirs to win. Carlton, to their credit, uh, looked looked the goods, mate. Ford's doing a great job. Again, they took the game on, direct up the guts. The uh, key Ford's doing their job. So, Shane, Carlton, sixteen seven. That's good kicking in today's environment. 103 versus Western Bulldogs, 7-9-51. Uh, mate, Carlton looked very, very good.
2: Absolutely. And thank God after coming home after the, the debacle that was the Sunday afternoon game came home to the pleasantries and uh, a bucket of chicken and watch this? And it was, it was excellent. So uh, big Eduardo four goals, one, he uh, brought a little bit of cash into the kitty. He was, he was a star um, big Harry Mackay. Uh, the, <laughs> he's, he's being uh, the rave reviews are coming in they They're comparing him to, to buddy already. So that's all very, very great, but um, solid, solid. No um, fun. They kick a hundred points. It's, it's, it, let's just remind everyone that a hundred points, isn't that ex- it's not that extreme. It's not that exciting The The quarters are only 20% shorter. So this is a typical, just the money, but this will be 120, 125 point uh, result um, in, a, in a 20 minute quarter. So let's, let's just um, don't get too excited about the, the hundred score, but um, overall they're good to watch. They're in the eight. The baggers are in the eight for the first time in a century, but uh, good to watch.
0: They were, they were fun. And uh, the big man, David Teague, has, has got them playing a pretty nice brand of footy. Uh, Nick, you want to focus on Carlton or Bulldogs, mate? Carlton, look at the goods. Bulldogs on paper have a lot more to offer. I don't know what's going on down there, but um, which team do you want to spend 20 seconds on?
1: I'll spend 20 seconds on Carlton. Uh, excited for, I'll do a little segment here, excited for Eddie Betts. The old boy kicking four sausages. He's so excited to watch. I love watching Eddie. He just loves playing footy. Um, he's a joy to watch. Um, concern, two concerns. One for Carlton in in Murph. He had the opportunity to use those hands of his inside forward fifty and just jittered and panicked a little bit and kicked a couple of points there. It just looks looks like just times catching up on him. And my concern for the Dogs is big forwards. It's about how you back it up, Josh Bruce. And as I look at the stat sheet, I see two big Krispy creams beside his uh, score tally. after getting six last week and everyone's saying it's the return of the power forward. You said that Josh Bruce Nathan is uh, mixing it with the likes of Charlie Dixon at the moment. Uh, Josh, hang Bruce, on, but, hang on.
0: I didn't say that. So it said was being that? spoken about. He like was being compared by other more intelligent people than myself. But uh,
1: Well, it, show, it shows you where footy's at in this day and age because Josh Bruce and Charlie Dixon, they wouldn't carry – Tony Lockett's, Jason Dunstall's, Gary Ablett's, Ronnie McEwan's, James Manson's, all these great power forwards of years gone by. These blokes wouldn't carry their boots. They would not carry their boots. So, uh, anywho, Cullen, I'm, 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 I'm wrapped for a great, I really, look, I'm going to do this, Shane. A really great mate of mine who, um, I haven't spoken to in a while. When I saw the blues have the win, I, uh, I reached down to the phone and, um, I gave him a call. Uh, he didn't answer. But uh, if you're watching tonight, Doggy, I absolutely love you, mate. And uh, rock the cash bolt, Rock the Levi cash bolt.
0: There you go. All right, boys, let's get into the uh, this week's tips. Uh, <laughs> so we got um, quite possibly, I'm putting this down as the match of the round, mate. A lot to play for Collingwood, I think. Feel Nick correct me if I'm wrong, but they will want to put on a bit of a a, a a show here against the strong Geelong side. Um they'd be wanting to make a statement and I guess cement their spot in the uh competition. So um all that being said, I'm gonna go Oh shit. Should have thought about this beforehand. I'm going to go Geelong. Shano, who would you like to put your vote towards?
2: The Goey the goey coming back? Um, I think it's important even, even Dacos I think Dacos has been really important for you guys this, this year uh, uh, but to go and come back to feature um, to add a bit of spark up forward and through the middle uh, there's a bit of a training block over there so uh, yeah pie to me Nico Collingwood and Optus Stadium have a beautiful
1: relationship uh, we knocked West Coast off the, there last year to just reboot the year and we'll beat along over there uh I'm not happy with Degoe's inclusion. He's been picked on name. Jordan's done nothing this year. Do something. And you're right, Shane. Dekos has been good. So a couple of injuries, but uh watch for Brody Majek for the Punters. Brody Majek at twelve dollars to kick your first goal.
0: Yeah, great odds that one. Throw that into a uh dollar thirty special from Esports. But um all right, moving on. Essendon <laughs> will get the job done versus a lackluster Western Bulldogs team who are still trying to find something with the talents that they have.
1: Nick, where are you putting your vote? This is a game that the Western Bulldogs can win. Um, Their best is good enough. But I just, I said before, and this one, this uh, joke flew under the radar, but I said the Essendon Bombers are flying under the radar. Okay, that went down well again,
2: Essendon. (laughs) No, I like that, I like that. Good. There's a couple of sensitive nations that this podcast gets sent out to, so uh... yeah. Hello, the state of Victoria. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. Cool. Shots um, fired.
2: Oh, nice, nice. Doggies for me. I think they will recover. They're not that oh, bad. Wolf. Yeah. The Bombers. I don't think are that good. They play. They're playing an exciting brand. So I think even the doggies from last Sunday, they were trying to play an exciting brand. They were trying to score. So. Um, I'm hoping to get down there on Friday night. Uh, spend a little bit of time down there at the, the Star Casino and to uh, the lavish surround. So if you if I arrive and um, I'm a
0: little bit under the weather, just send us an upgrade, I'm, I'm pretty important. So get on the doggies. Amen. Uh, all right, gents. Uh, for me, probably the second match of the round, Brisbane Lions will get it done versus GWS. Nico, where are you putting your vote? Any thoughts on here?
1: I am... Um... Thinking the Giants. I'm thinking the Giants, just based on it being New South Wales and Brisbane haven't won on the road this year. Um, that's yeah. It's it's a toss of the coin. I think it'll be a, a ripping game. Saturday 1:45. I won't see a minute of it. Uh, but yeah, the Giants just.
0: Shane, mate, where are you uh, where are? Where you putting your vote here? I'm here. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think the the Giants. They're going to be. Um, they'll be recalling a little bit after their performance on Sunday they weren't they weren't they weren't their usual self so I think the Giants uh will get the job done
0: yep fair enough uh I've got the Suns getting up over Sydney which is a little bit of a a a little bit of a a check with my heart but um we'll have a we'll keep a watch on Rankin and see how he ranks Shane uh who's
2: winning this one mate hopefully there's a return of Ben Ronk, but I think he's out for a couple of extra weeks, so he's got a knee for two weeks so Ronk and Rank um, won't be <laughs> participating, but um anyway, no, I, I think the Swans <laughs> oh. you know, I hope I hope that whatever the competing match is at 4.30 on a Saturday afternoon in robber League at Leicard Oval, scores more um, and that's my tip for the weekend
0: Did you say Sydney? Sorry I think oh, my. 20s. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, 18 to 13. <laughs> That's about right. Nico.
1: Gold Coast to win this because Gold Coast have Rankin and Sydney a rank.
0: Oh, Ooh. all right. All right. Nico. Um, all yeah. right, gents. We got uh, Jesus. I'm going to go Richmond because North Melbourne are terrible. Nothing more. Uh, Nick?
1: Um, Richmond North Melbourne um, have been pretty ordinary I did listen to uh, SEN this afternoon and heard Brady Rawlings the football manager and I know that the Kangaroos are really keen to potentially hub in Tasmania oh. there's one at some point uh, if, if Tasmania do something with their borders uh, but yeah you'd have to say the Tigers on, on nothing but sorry Nick. Well, that's okay, Shane. You can interrupt me anytime you like. I'll say nothing, <laughs>
2: nothing but reputation.
0: Shane. Oh,
2: thanks, Nick. Thanks, Nathan. Uh, I think the tigers. I think the tigers. Yeah, with the, yeah. I, I still can't put last Sunday out of my mind, but I'll I'll be asleep at some stage. But yeah, they were um they'll they'll come back. They're they're both um pretty. Uh, difficult size to, to
0: enjoy at the moment. But um, yeah, go the Tigers. All right, James, We've got in an interesting one here, mate. Carlton are up. They're mm. looking to get up and about. But uh, a good test for Port Adelaide. I think uh, if Carlton's key forwards fire like they did, they'll be very hard to stop. Um, this will be my upset of the round. I'm going to go Carlton. Come on, boys.
1: Port Adelaide.
2: I'll go Port Adelaide in the the highest scoring game of the round will be this will be a this will be a ripper uh weather dependent one o'clock at uh beautiful one day perfect the next Zagaba, the future grand final destination but yeah they'll be yeah Port Adelaide, they'll be up for it they know calvin's coming but look they they lost two weeks ago to the, the mighty saints so um I, I can't look into the form too much for the, the baggers but the power
0: Fair enough. All right, let's fly through these. This is a bit of a tough one. Hawthorne, who are not playing very well, versus Melbourne, who are shit. So I'm going to go uh, <laughs> Hawthorn on trust. Nick?
1: Hawthorne on reputation.
0: Shane?
2: Melbourne on winning form.
0: Uh, I'm going to go West Coast. you boys agree?
2: Agree. Oh, I don't know. Those Dockers, they were... Little was, was sparkling last week. Yep, they, have, they only beat St Kilda, Shane. Only St
0: Kilda. Uh, all right, wait, and here wait. we go.
2: Don't do it, Nathan. Don't do it,
0: mate. This is a tough test for you yes. boys. they will be <laughs> wanting to prove. <laughs> oh. they will be wanting to prove a point. Um, look, Adelaide for against St Kilda. It's a, it's a tough opponent. So uh, look, I'm going to go with my heart, and I hope for your sake, St Kilda get up. Oh. Nick, Nick, you going to join me in uh, in support of Shane.
1: This is a Monday night training session. St Kilda, St Kilda win. They're playing Adelaide. Adelaide, are pathetic. They're terrible. They're shocking.
2: Yeah, right. St yeah.
1: Kilda, St Kilda win.
2: Yeah. St Kilda win. It's St Kilda. This show will be filmed in forty-eight hours after this match.
0: <laughs> it will. It Sorry. will. It's a Monday night action. Thanks,
2: <laughs> go the Saints. Not with any conviction i love to but saints to win just. Yeah.
0: fantastic uh mate uh, <laughs> we'll be calling you if they do lose and you'll have to wear something atrocious i feel but yeah. um mate where is your Best short goal. pass going my short pass that's it shano where are you hitting it uh
2: i think uh nico go to you first
1: yeah i've got a short pass my short pass is to Peter Volandis and anyone who writes opinion pieces about rugby league in news limited newspapers. Stop. It's embarrassing. It's really embarrassing. You've got ghostwriters to make sure that you are you can spell. You're a joke. Like it shouldn't be AFL versus NRL, but for Peter Volandis to come out during the week and say that the AFL grand final is second rate. I know for a fact that the NRL give away grand final tickets to school children in the week leading in. There's never been a sellout at an NRL grand final in the last decade. You're an embarrassment. Yeah, you've done some great things to keep your sport going, but you know what? The AFL has come back hard with how they're now having in uh, in the Sunshine State here and getting the game going. A national sport, a national sport that's played across the country alive, not a sport that's played in one state with a couple of teams north of the border. So settle down, get back in your box, and I will name one. It was Gordon Tellers' article on the weekend. It was an absolute and utter disgrace, a disgrace. So Peter Valandis. What's what did what did uh, what did Chaka do? Peter Verlandis. Yeah. Well, he didn't. He did the he did the choking of the uh, he did the choking. Alan Scott, you were wrong. Or well, Peter Valandis. get back to uh dealing with corruption in horse racing. That's where you applied your craft. So do that. Shane, have you thought of one now that I've sprayed uh, rubber league?
2: Oh yeah, just <laughs> all the heat and energy. I I'm just I'm nervous about the AFL's 150% commitment into southeast Queensland as the as the, the solution all, all i can think of and i i, I love my, my my friends up here in, in brisbane and broader queensland but uh we've made some pretty awful decisions over the journey uh we've always been spoken to um and spoken down to from our our uh, our neighbors to the south so i i trust that our chief medical teams have got this under control but i'm wary of just this 150 percent absolute commitment of Ten teams into the South East corner. Um, the fact that the, the the virus is coming north, it's it's hitting Sydney. Um, I think the Kangaroos are making a very prudent call by um, by heading to the Apple Isle. That's my, we might be playing an AFL Grand Final. Get your book out at Bell Reeve Jesus Christ!
0: Oh. All right,
2: all right, fair enough. I like that. I like that. Shane. that's uh
1: that's that that might be. Clashing with the Hobart Hurricanes round three clash, but... Have you had a short pass, Doggy?
0: I do, mate. My short pass goes to every AFL team this week. Take the game on. We want you to kick the ball long, hit your forwards up, give them something, anything. Take the ball, take the the game on. And uh, Nick, why don't we try something special and uh, throw us out with uh, who... Show us your shirt, brother. What's going on?
1: Yeah, so just uh, not that we have any sponsors or anything, but if anyone out there is looking for a high-quality garment, uh, uh, a, a, a mate of mine, uh, particularly during these times, everyone's doing it uh, tough. I think uh, this, this guy's going along quite well, but uh, does a, a great job. LRF Sport, uh, look them up on, on the socials, uh, look them up uh, on their website. They uh, do a great footy jumper. They do all sports. Uh, school gear, senior jerseys. They do the whole kit caboodle. So uh, tell them Nick sent you, uh, doing great things. And happy birthday to Luke celebrating five years with the business. So well done.
0: All right, gents. Absolute pleasure as usual. I will speak to you soon. Ladies and gents, we'll see you back here next Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, 7.30. All right. <laughs>